Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are coming to you from the small town of Mertola, which is in the Alentejo region of Portugal. And we're here because there's a big festival going on right now. There is. And so it's quite exciting. It's an Islamic festival, and they hold it only once every two years. Mm-hmm. And so we found out about it uh, just as we were moving to Portugal. And first I read that there was this festival that took place every two years, and I wasn't quite sure exactly what the dates were. And then I found out that they were going to be holding the next one just a couple of months after we moved to Portugal. So the timing was really great. It was, and now we're here. And so I think it's really interesting that they have this festival here for a couple of reasons. And the first is that obviously there's a lot of religious animosity in the world. And so I think to have an Islamic festival in a Catholic country in Europe is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, it helps people connect with other people from different cultures. It helps break down barriers. It helps people learn about about the world and about the other people in the world. And so I think it's really fantastic that they have it. Yeah, and especially with everything that's happening in the world right now, I think that kind of connection and interaction is more important than ever. Um, and Mertola and this whole region, this whole part of Portugal, does have a strong Islamic heritage. Um, obviously, it is a Catholic area now, but uh, it used to be um, an Islamic place. It was ruled by the Moors uh, several centuries ago, and they seem to be quite proud of that heritage and to really be showcasing it, not only here at the festival, but also in museums and other sites that are open year-round. You know, we've vi- visited a few of those, and they really do hold on to that heritage and take pride in it, which is great to see. Yeah, and that was my second point as well, was that yeah, it's not just a random town that they've chosen to hold this festival. It does have real Muslim roots and Muslim heritage here. And I think that's interesting as well, because if you look at Spain, for example, if you look at Andalusia in Spain, the visual um, heritage of the Muslim presence there is, is so grand because you have these incredible structures that are still there, and they're mm-hmm. some of the most famous things that you have in Spain, such as the Alhambra in Granada, the Mesquita in Córdoba, etc. And here in Portugal, you don't really have these, these grand buildings that are still there, so the, the vestiges of the Muslim presence here are much less. And so I think it's important to have a festival like this to really bring it all together again. Mm-hmm because people don't have those reminders just by looking up at great buildings that they have in their towns that date from that, uh, that era. Right. And it's not something that people often think of about Portugal either, um, whereas I would say that it is something that's very well known about Spain, It's especially in Andalusia and the southern areas of Spain. Um, the Muslim heritage is, is something that's a big part of the history and that's widely understood. And I wouldn't really say that that's true of Portugal. And so, as you said, it's not just the festival, but there are other things that they have here in Mertula which remind us about the past here. So there's a Islamic art museum, mm-hmm. uh, there's a center for Islamic studies, mm-hmm. and there are some small remains which I don't think are open to the public, but you can, if you go to the top of the castle, you can, you can look down and see some ruins from what they call the 
Bayhu Islamiku, so the Islamic neighborhood of the town of Mertola. And also the main church here. Um, it is now a Catholic church, but at one time it was a mosque, and there's still evidence of that. There's actually a mihrab, um, which is uh, the niche that indicates the direction for prayer, the direction of Mecca. Um, that's right there at the in the front of the church, and it's still being kept up. You know, you can still see vestiges of the decorations there. So you really do see um, these little reminders throughout the city. So all of this means that Myrtle is a really great place for this festival. The one this year, I believe, is the ninth one. So they've been doing it since about 2000. And as I said, it's once every two years. So it lasts for four days. And they really do a fantastic job with it. It's not a half-hearted or token effort at all. It's really a fully-fledged, fully-blown festival that they have. Mm -hmm. And basically, walking around the town, you, you could easily be in Morocco. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty true. Except that there are not as many, like, you know, people trying to haggle with you and uh, trying to annoy you and getting <laughs> convince you to buy their things. So it's a different atmosphere in that respect. But otherwise, yeah, they basically turn the center of the town into a souk, into, you know, a, mar a market. Um, um, ancient Muslim market, and they have uh, the whole area is covered. Is, um, the streets are, they put tarps and old sheets and things uh, across the narrow streets uh, to make a kind of cover, which is nice because it does get hot here. Um, and so, yeah, it really feels very much like a covered market. Right, so the old town of Myrtle is these narrow streets and they've just all been completely taken over by this market. It's not just that it's one street, it's really quite a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so you see all these things for sale, they're just these stalls set up along the streets and so um, you can buy anything you'd want that would be typical of a Muslim market. There are spices, there are um, bags and, and clothing and you can buy shishas and mm -hmm. tagine pots and, mm -hmm. and all these kind of things. Yeah, and nuts and dried fruits and um, yeah, clothing like you said. Also lamps, really beautiful uh, decorative lamps. Um, yeah, lots of things that you would see in Morocco or in uh, Turkey and uh, other places that we've been. So we bought a few things. We bought some spices, which seem to be hard to get uh, in Lisbon. And then you bought some clothes. I did, yeah. I'm not usually one to go shopping, but uh, they had really beautiful clothes here. And they are the kinds of clothes that I tend to like, the long, flowing dresses and skirts. And they were beautiful, and they were reasonably priced, too. So I did pick up a few things. And we also bought a small carpet for our house as well. Of course, yeah. You have <laughs> to buy a carpet. <laughs> And so, but it's not just about commercial activity. I mean, that's kind of the visual heart of this festival. But there are also lots of activities and events going on throughout each day as well. And we went to one yesterday morning that I thought was really great. Mm. Um, it was just, uh, it was at the, at the library here in town, and it was a storytelling session for, for young kids. Mm -hmm. So there were two groups of school children, and they were, what, five or six years old? They were very young, yeah. I'd say no no older than that. Uh, and so we went along. We were the only adults who weren't parents of these children who went there. But mm -hmm. um, you know, my level of Portuguese is akin to about a five- or six-year-old anyway. And so uh, the stories were, were quite um, appropriate for, for my level. Um, 
but the storyteller, before she told her stories, which were about camels and other kind of desert Muslim stories like that, mm-hmm. um, she said to the children, so you know what's happening here? There's this festival. She said, and so the people who are here that you're seeing, they're a little bit different, aren't they? And they have different clothing and they wear different things on their heads and they're not like us, are they? But then she kind of brought that around and basically in the end said, you know, even though they do look different, we're all the same in the end. And I thought that was a really nice message for for the kids to get. Yeah. Um, Going back to what we talked about right at the beginning, which was bringing people together and bringing different cultures together and having them be exposed to that at a young age, I I think is really nice. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's lots of other things going on as well. There are some academic presentations, there are dance performances and all sorts of things. So... Um, we're just here on the Thursday and the Friday, and I think it'll get even more crowded and busy on the, on the weekend, but it's actually really hard to get uh, accommodation mm-hmm. because it's a small town and then everybody just descends on the town during this festival, so it's hard to find places to, to sleep. Yeah, and we actually have quite unusual accommodation, um, <laughs> which was basically the only thing that we could find. So we didn't really realize what kind of place it was, but we're actually staying in like a, uh, a sports center. There's a gym and there's a swimming club here. And so if we want to take a shower, we have to go to the communal shower that, you know, people who are using the gym also use. So, and we have a room with two bunk beds in it. Uh, so, you know, it's not a romantic boutique hotel, but it's what we needed. We just needed a place to sleep, so it's, it works out fine. Yeah, it's basically all we could get, and so this is the, the only way that we could come here and enjoy the festival, and it's been completely worth it in the end. Definitely. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. English in 10 Minutes.